Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What's up, y'all? It's Jasmine with the New Black Collective. And what's up? It's Dave Yar with Black Tent. And welcome, and welcome to, to Stories, Stories of the Streets. streets. Um, as always, Stories of the Streets is sponsored by the New Black Collective, Black Scent, Rogue Media, and Change Waco. And me and Jasmine are back um, to kind of introduce part two of that Barbara Vick interview. Yeah, so this week we're just going to be uh, dropping part two of the interview that Dave Yar did with Robert Vick. And next week we'll be back with our thoughts on that. So enjoy. Right, what are your views on immigration and do you have any, you know, kind of, you know, policies or things that you want to set up or change? Uh, no, as far as the state level goes, we don't have that much influence on, on immigration. Uh, you know, I, I can say that I would never send a, a National Guard or Army Reserve or anything that we control at the state level down to the border to, quote, protect the border. Yeah. Because it, the whole thing is just ludicrous. It, you know, m most people don't realize that most um, uh, uh, immigrants that come into this country illegally come in through American Airlines. You just get yourself a tourist visa and don't go home. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know. They don't come across the border. Yeah. <clears throat> and for the last five years, <laughs> more Americans are immigrating into Central and South America than they are immigrating into this country. Yeah. <laughs> So, we've seen that this year. They closed off their borders because they didn't want, you know, American yeah, people coming into the, yeah. And that's really ironic to me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't fighting, want us there. Yeah, if you were fighting so hard to, you know, stop them from coming in. And then, and then something a lot, something that um, one of my teachers brought up to me, and I've always thought about this, you know, in terms of, like, people saying, you know, immigration, immigrants are stealing our jobs and stuff like that. Um, he pointed out that technology is moving so fast that, technology is taking all the jobs it's not even just you know like illegal immigrants or nothing like that he was like um can you imagine when they'll get the kind of like tesla self-driving you know um system into like 18 wheelers and you no longer need you know 18 wheeler drivers to fly up and down the highway you have like an automatic you know thing that can do it for you do, do you know they're doing that now they're, i, they're, I heard they're about testing that yeah, yeah. Some, i think it's like um a I know, convoy of trucks. yeah i knew some <laughs> other country was doing it and then it was so crazy to me because there's this movie, um, I think it's called Logan. Yeah, it's called Logan, and it's like a, a movie about the X-Men character. But um, in the movie, there's this scene where he's on the highway, and they have, like, trucks that are, like, self-driving, like, driving themselves. And then it was kind of crazy to hear my teacher say that. And then now looking, you know, other places trying to test this because he was like, you know, if you get that, if you get that worked out, you no longer need a driver who could one day possibly get sick or fall asleep on the road. You have a computer doing everything. And you look at Walmart and self-checkout is being replaced by, I mean, like, you know, checkers are being replaced with self-checkout. So it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, American people are so, 
we're so distracted by so much that we really don't see what's going on. And I think, um, you know, like, you know, the technology and how fast it's moving and taking out of a lot of our jobs, that's going to really sneak up on people, just like kind of this, you know, pandemic did and how we weren't ready for that. A lot of people are going to be hurt when they hear that they don't, they're, they're not needed anymore in their job because this new machine can do it. Um, well, that's why education is so important. Yeah. And that's why public education, Texas is dismal in its publication, public education. You know, we we pay like thirty six or thirty seventh uh, per pupil. Our, our teachers are grossly underpaid. Yeah. Our, our retired teachers they haven't had a pay raise or cost of living increase in seventeen years. Yeah. Uh, so we don't put enough emphasis on public education and it, the opportunities that it provides everybody to 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 move on mm-hmm. to to be equal. And and again. My opponent is is a real uh, detriment to public education. In fact, there are a couple of groups that rate state senators and state house members as to their support for public education. One of them is Project Educo, and he receives an F from them on his effort on public education. Uh, the other one is uh, uh, Texas Parents Pack, and and they rate him as unfriendly towards public education. He pushes all the voucher programs and the savings programs, the the school savings programs, everything he can to dismantle the public education program because the public education program is now predominantly occupied by people of color, you know, and they just simply don't have the desire to go in there and help and do the right thing. So part of my program is, is, you know, we always talk about Texas exceptionalism and how great we are yeah. and everything, you know. Well, in public education, we're not so great. So what my program is and what I'm trying to do is, is get us to 25th out of 50 states in the middle, just dead square in the middle yeah. by the year 2025. So yeah, it's yeah. 25 at 25. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> you know, let's oh, just get in the middle of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've improved from where we were. We've still got some work to do. I like that. Um, yeah, I think that, that ties back into, especially now, um, so much uh, about history is being kind of uncovered and like you know re-explained and you know this all the you know history didn't teach you this you know your teachers didn't teach you that and I think that might be another reason why um, you know certain you know um, candidates like your opponent is trying to do away with you know the, the, the education like you know how, how seriously we take it because they don't want people realizing you know the kind of true history behind a lot of you know things yeah. that happen um, I'm really shocked at the you know Everybody calls it the Confederate flag, mm-hmm. uh, and you know all this. Oh, it's my heritage yeah. and everything else. You you do know that's nonsense, right? No, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I thought that was the craziest excuse to me because people like they, they say that, but at the same time, it's like even if you wanted to go, like, say that you know history as we know it is one hundred percent correct. Looking like knowing the history of that flag, that still was kind of a flag for. A pro like racist, pro like well, slavery. exactly. You right. know, yeah. Well, the flag, you know, it never flew over the Confederacy. No, yeah. It, you know, it never flew over an army command. It never flew over a state. It never. That was not the Confederate flag. The, the Confederate flag was a uh, uh, red stripe, white stripe, red stripe, blue background in the corner with stars in a circle. And on a very still day, when it would lay flat on a flagpole, it, it looked like. Red, white, and blue, 
blue with stars. That makes sense. You, you couldn't tell it from... from it was a different flag. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happened is they came up with this flag for the battleground, so it had uh, stars all the way down it then. That was Lee in, in the Army of Northern Virginia. And that was the only time it ever flew anywhere was over the Army of Northern Virginia in a battle. Uh, that flag was resurrected in 1949 with the Dixiecrats to fight integration in the South. <laughs> and it meant racism from yeah. the beginning, and it means racism today. Yeah, and um, <laughs> people and don't know your true history. Like, I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know stuff like that. Well, you know, if you ever went to Six Flags, yeah. it was one of the flags that flew over there. I've, I've always noticed that, too. I've, I've always looked at it, and I was like, it looks like... That's a different flag. Yeah, it's a different flag. And I was like, I, I, I got it. Six flags over Texas, you know, we were our own country once. And, you know, all, so many people, I forget, kind of had ownership over yeah. Texas. So I got it, but I was like, this is weird to me. Like, not the Texas flag. It's like, you know, the, you know, that stars. And, yeah, uh, I had noticed that. Um, I think they've since... Is it still up there? I think they've taken it down since. I don't think oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I think they've taken it down. I think but nobody knew what it was. Yeah, anyway. no, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, yeah. Do you have, like, what are your views on, like, the prison system reform? I think we talked about it, like, a little bit, uh, kind of. Yeah, really. I, I really want to do away with private prisons. Yeah. I really want to do away with the whole bail bond system. Uh, it's punitive. It's it's racist. It's sexist. It's, it, when we talk about institutionalized racism, there it is. Yeah. Uh, Plain as day. And, you know, we had 20,000 people in, in Texas o over the last two years arrested for marijuana possession. Something you can do in 23 states, you get arrested and thrown in jail here and into the bail bond system, mm -hmm. into the jail system. It could essentially ruin your life, but someone somewhere else Sure does, like because we have laws that once you've been convicted of it and stuff, or pled guilty, and, and you know, just pretend you were busted for a, a couple of joints back in March, and you're still sitting in jail. Yeah, you, you're willing to plead guilty just to get out and go yeah. home, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, to try to save your house, yeah. save your apartment, save your family. Save your so what happens then? Then you're ineligible for federal loans uh, and grants to go to college, to go to school. Today, we have so. ruined that person's life yeah. for no particular reason At all. for something that's legal in 23 other places. Yeah. So we're going to legalize marijuana, tax it, regulate it, and expunge everyone's record that's ever been arrested for marijuana possession. That's nice. A lot of, yeah, no, I like that because that's been a huge... Um, Kind of like, you know, this issue to me, just like looking like, you know, I, people were like, we're the United States. But like how yeah, you said, there's 23 <laughs> other states that are like, yeah, it's cool. And then, you know, the rest of it are like, no, like we don't, you know, we don't support it and stuff like that. And that, that never yeah. made sense to me. Um, so, yeah, no, we, I knew we touched on it a little bit. I mean, you know, my gosh, I'm old enough to remember when the war on drugs started. Yeah. We still hadn't won that war. <laughs> no. And, we're not even trying. No, yeah. yeah. And people like, about that, they've been saying that it needs to be less kind of um, punishable and more um, kind of like rehabilitation. It is. Yeah. It's a public health issue, not yeah. not a criminal issue. Yeah. And we need to treat it as such. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, wait, did I? Oh, yeah. All right, so... Why do you think voting is so important and especially, like, you know, so crucial uh, this year, like this election? Well, you know, everybody says every election this is the most important election yeah. in your life. <laughs> every election this yeah. year. Oh, you know, this one might be, yeah. <laughs> you know, from, from, from everything that we've seen. But, but what's encouraging to me is, is people your age and younger and stuff have gotten a lot of flack for not voting. Yeah. If you look in 2016, uh, there were 
of millennials and Generation X, I, I think there was like 21% of, of the young folks voted. Mm -hmm. and, and look what happened, you know. We ended up with a Donald Trump. Yeah. We ended up with a Republican House. We ended up with all this mess that we've been going on now. Mm -hmm. So fast forward two years to 2018. And in 2018, what happened? 42% of the millennials in the Generation Xers went to the polls. Mm -hmm. and, and when they went to the polls, what happened? We flipped seven uh, governorships. We flipped eight or nine House districts yeah. and House seats <laughs> in the House. We took the U.S. House of Representatives. It made a tremendous difference. Yeah. So the truth of the matter is when you look at guys like me, you know, I'm of that baby boomer generation, <laughs> and I've always been told, my mom always told me, you know, leave the world in a better place than what you found it. And, and she did, and they left it better for me. Her parents left it better for her. Yeah. And I'm sitting here looking at our generation, and we might not leave it better for you. Yeah. You know, climate change is real. It's happening. It's yeah. every day. We yeah. just went through... Some of it last week. Yeah, no, I, I was so happy to wake up and feel the rain. I was like, it feels so good out here because it rained last night. So, but. so, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that you folks, young people, are going to inherit the world from us old boomers. Mm -hmm. We've not done a real good job with public education. We've not done a good job with the environment. We've not done the best job with health care. Mm -hmm. But you know, this can all change. You're going to inherit the world anyway. So might as well just step up and start running yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah, might as well as soon as we can. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that could be debated whether or not, you know, because I wouldn't just put it all on y'all. You know, a lot of it was, you know, set up from the jump, and we just, you know, are just constantly experiencing it. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I did a good job with us. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I, feel like, I feel like the future is bright. I always tell people, I'm like, you know, we've been finding, you know, we've been, you know, having these kind of same conversations, been one to kind of the same exact change, you know, since the, the 60s and the 50s and stuff like that. But um, I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm living it and I'm, you know, seeing and experiencing it and that's why I feel like I'm so hopeful or if I feel like, you know, now that we really will, you know, kind of see the changes that we, you know, want to see because so many people um, are so aggressive, like not even just in terms of being like violent or anything like that. But just in, you know, hear, like having themselves heard and making sure that, you know, messages spread. And you have like different celebrities and stuff that are in the public eye and they're saying the same as I think that normal people are saying. And, you and that's are. just, yeah. And, and you that, are. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like that. I, I think we really will, um, you know, see a lot of the stuff that we, you know, want done. And hopefully it'll, you know, continue to last like um, for as long as, you know, the next few generations. I keep telling people, you know, I don't want my kids having the same conversations that I'm having. So I'm like, you know, like, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to brief them before they go out for a ride yeah. in the car. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay, here's so what you do when you get stopped. Yeah. Like, that That shouldn't be something that's so normalized. But right now, you know, it is. You know, you know, we tell, yeah. you know, what what you should and don't, what you don't and don't do if you get stopped by a cop. You know, know your rights. Stuff like that. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't be so yeah. scared. Um, I had a, a cop turn, like, behind me the other day. And I think he was just making a U-turn to get something to eat. But it still scared me. Like, when he did it, I was just like, why? Like, I'm, like, driving the speed limit. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, like I'm not doing anything wrong. So it just freaked me out. And I was like, okay, like, I, that shouldn't be my reaction. I shouldn't be scared, no. you know, when, you know, I see a cop. Well, you know, but, like you, I'm really, really optimistic and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because when, when I talk to younger folks and all, you know, they don't seem to care who you fall in love with. They don't seem to have, you know, all the BLM events that I went to and stuff, 
it was overwhelmingly young people, mm-hmm. and that was just so positive. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just absolutely loved it yeah. because they don't fall into the the racist, sexist, homophobic attitudes of the generation that went before them, yeah. and that's very encouraging. Yeah. No, <laughs> we can not. actually talk about climate change and the other things that we really need to address and yeah. talk about. And there's going to be you know people who take it seriously and actually knows what we're talking about. Um, yeah. All right, so we kind of discussed this too, um, but it's kind of the last question I have. And um, I just kind of said, what do you want, like, you know, Texans and, like, kind of the general public to first, like, understand about you and your race? And then, um, yeah, your, like, campaign. And then um, is there anything else that you kind of just, like, want to, like, you know, get out to the people, any, like, you know, um, websites or committees to, like, look into, you know? Well, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not a I'm not a politician. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So when I decided to run, I, I decided okay, we need to be really clear about mm-hmm. what I what I'm doing and what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So on my website, it's uh, uh, Vic for Senate V I C K mm-hmm. for Senate dot com, and on there I outline every single step and point. When I talk about criminal justice mm-hmm. reform, I lay it out. Do away with private prisons. Do away with the bail bonds system. Do away, you know, legalize uh, cannabis. I lay it all out really specific. I don't talk in any platitudes. I'm not telling any weird stories about, you know, how grand we are, how great we are. I'm talking about what we really can do to make a real good positive change uh, in in Texas. And so I really invite folks to, to go and look at the website. And really, you can understand everything. I mean, it's as clear as it can be. Uh, and, you know, one other thing, too, is is, is defunding the police. Mm-hmm. Now, folks take that the wrong way. Everybody on my little Facebook page, oh, gosh, what are you going to turn criminals loose? And yeah. Stuff? <laughs> I feel like they're going to be lawless, like the Wild Wild West. People just running around. Yeah. Like, no, we're still going to have the police. They just don't need that much money. Now, yeah. well, and they don't, we don't. It's our fault, yeah. yeah, what we've done to the police. Yeah, when I was in the Army uh, a million years ago, I was a military policeman. Mm-hmm. And I taught at the U.S. Army Military Police School in, in Fort Gordon. And then we talked about community policing and policing. It never dawned on us that, you know, we would have proliferation of automatic weapons, so we'd have to have automatic weapons. Yeah. Then we'd have to have vests. Then we'd have to have tanks. Then yeah. we'd have to have, you know. We have militarized the police so much that we really need to demilitarize them, yeah. and they really don't need to be social workers, and they don't need to be involved in that. And, and, and drugs are a public health issue, not a police issue. We need to really back down on, on what we expect of our policemen, too. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that would help a lot. Um, oh, I know it would. Yeah, like, just thinking from, like, the police aspect. Because growing up, I thought, like, cops were, like, cool to me. Like, I used to watch, like, CSI Miami and Law and & Order and stuff like that. So I was real big into, like, detective shows and, you know, just uh, their worth ethic. And, you know, growing up now and seeing them kind of, um, you know, in this negative light to where you know, every time something happens, they're, you know, kind of making the wrong call and killing somebody they shouldn't be killing. It's kind of like you almost have to think about, you know, I don't, I don't really want to say think about it from their perspective, but think about, like, you know, how much stress is, like, being put on them. Like, you know, like cops talk mm. about all the time how much stuff they have to kind of do in terms of their job versus instead of just protecting and serving, 
they that you know and that kind of be just the gist of it they have like a full range of stuff that they have to do so a lot i feel like a, if we do ease up and kind of start putting so much pressure on um the police um it could help with the reform that a lot of people yeah. you know want to see this not forget that George Floyd was was killed for a twenty dollar bill. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That a lady just called upon herself to think that was counterfeit. Uh, like that was so crazy to me. Um, well, that you should be arrested. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah no, for twenty dollars. No, I mean, yeah. yeah, lost his life. Like, and then he was a Texas native. A lot of people didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, he was from Houston. Um, but that's that's all I have. It's oh, big, well, yeah. visit my website. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I've been to it. It is um, as easy as you say it is to follow. Oh, like thanks. I liked it. Um, I like your website. Um, do you have anything else? No, I think not. All right. Yeah. Just be sure you register to vote and go yeah, vote. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm you. counting on you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you again. I think I. I'm, yeah, I don't want to say if I voted. Uh, like, if I, who I voted for, but I think I did vote. Like, in this, I, I know I voted in the past primary, like this one that we just had um, last month. I think I did vote for you. I don't. Yeah, I didn't have an opponent in the primary. Yeah, party. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, like, who's who's going to run against a guy that's got $700,000? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> thank you again. You know, thank you very much. Yeah, it's you. been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.